Good morning. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, where in the next 15 minutes, I'm going to get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. Happy Monday to all of you out there. We have a lot going on this week. Some positive, some not so positive. Um, yeah, listen, last week was a bad week. The week before that was a bad week. It's been a roller coaster ride. Uh, all in all, that last month was, uh, what month was that even? I'm so conjungled from everything that's going on. That was September. So September was one of the worst months we've had in like a decade. And there's a lot of reasons for it. And we'll, we'll get into it. In fact, uh, Money in the Mirror is right after this, guys. Uh, if you guys don't know what that is, that's where I talk about equities that I chose at the beginning of the month. And then we review them at the end of the month. Uh, I try to do that monthly. And I'll go into sort of why uh, the economy and well, not so much the economy, but the stock market is doing pretty, uh, pretty poorly at the moment. Uh, but today we are talking about the news, the investment news here. Before we do that, let me do my quote of the day, which actually it's it's, it's actually a story. So uh, today stocks are, are are dumping again, okay, and mainly tech stocks. Uh, but there was a um, there was a story. Now in twenty in two thousand eight, I was like fifteen years old. Okay, so I was, <laughs> I was, I was young. I didn't really have a uh, a mind for the investment world yet. Um, and one of these days, I'll tell you guys about how I knew I wanted to do this when I was twelve years old. So there, there was something that happened when I was twelve, and I was like, I want to be a financial advisor. I want to own an investment firm. Uh, pretty wild that that happened, but that's it's it's <laughs> that's how it went down. But at fifteen, I remember the. Uh, the housing crash, right? The the housing market crash. And I was kind of interested in Warren Buffett. I wasn't or like, I didn't really understand what he did with Berkshire Hathaway, his company, but I knew he was an investor and I knew he was revered. So I was watching an interview with him. I think it was like 2009, uh, might've been 2010, right when things started to bounce back. And uh, an interviewer that she asked him, she's like, well, so, you know, you're one of the best investors in the world, if not the best, like how much money did Berkshire lose? And he looks at her and remember, this guy is old, right? So he doesn't have like many facial expressions. And so he was just stone cold. Uh, him and Bill Belichick kind of remind me of each other, by the way. Uh, but he uh, he he responds with just like raising one eyebrow and it's like barely moves. And he says, lose money. We didn't lose any money. We made money. And she's like, what? How did you guys make money? And he, his answer was simple. Well, we didn't sell. We didn't sell anything. We kept our position and we used whatever cash we had to buy more of what we already had because it was at a discount. So whenever things drop, so say Apple's at 100 and then it was at, it was at a 100 September 1st and now October 1st it's at 80, right? As long as you don't sell your position, you haven't lost any money. But because it's at $80 now, now it's at $80, you can buy it at 80 and you get a $20 discount because you believe in that company, right? And so that's how Berkshire Hathaway does their investments. They don't sell when things get rough. The only time that they would sell is probably um, if there was some sort of like catastrophe. And in which case, selling your investment stocks is probably the least of your of your concerns. Uh, and that's just that's just Berkshire Hathaway's philosophy. I'm not saying that's mine or or that's how you should do it. But I thought that was interesting that the best investor in the world during one of the worst and most abrupt crashes in history said, hey, look, we didn't sell. We didn't cave to the fear. In fact, we bought more. So that is the story of the day. Not quite a 
quote, but uh, let's get into the market news. Okay, so what's happening? U.S. stock futures have slipped as investors weigh a looming deadline on the debt ceiling and developments in China property giant Evergrande Group. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has said that the debt ceiling must be raised or suspended by later this month or face a U.S. debt default, which we do not want, guys. Shares of Evergrande were halted in Hong Kong amid a possible takeover of its property management. Unit stocks pulled back in Asia and Europe. Yields on the 10-year U.S. Treasury note were steady. Later today, the Commerce Department will report August factory orders, which are expected to have risen by 1%. That's good news. On Friday, the Labor Department will issue its closely watched employment report, which is expected to show an increase in non-farm payrolls and a drop in the unemployment rate. That's the best news. A drop in the unemployment rate is great. Uh, because there's more people working, there's more cash in the in the system, and more things are being bought, more things are being sold. That's good for everybody. Oil prices rose ahead of a meeting of the OPEC and its allies. The group is slowly unwinding record production cuts made last year. U.S. crude oils are over $75 a barrel. Okay. Uh, guys, let's get into the headlines. I mean, well, let me just cover this real quick. So, I mean, what's... Yeah, it's... Unemployment rate going down, that's exactly what we want. Uh, the whole China-Hong Kong thing, we'll kind of touch into that. Actually, I think that's the first headline. But I, what can you say? China's going to do their own thing no matter what. Uh, let's see. What else did we have here? Yeah, I mean, the debt ceiling, that has to be that has to be increased, at least monet like momentarily. It has to be. Uh, we have to have ways to pay back our, our bills. Um, our, our bills are coming due guys. Okay. So let's do the headlines. Chinese property giant Evergrande was reportedly set to raise cash by selling its property management unit. The stock of the Evergrande unit and rival Hobson development holdings were halted in Hong Kong ahead of what the company's called a major transaction. Uh, so if you guys don't know this, I'm probably getting too much into the weeds here, but there's something called halting. So they do it in the U S too. Whenever a stock trades, most most of the time on the way down, almost never on the way up, but uh, on the way down, if it trades, I can't remember the threshold, but if it's something like uh, 25% within 10 minutes, I think, they freeze it. I'm pretty sure that's what, it's something like that. Um, I would have to look at the specifics, but they've done that with stocks in like the last couple of, uh, last couple of years. There's, I can't remember which one, I think it happened in 2018. Uh, I remember I was watching the news and they were like, hey, we're the, the stock market, um, the the trade floor is halting trading on, you know, such and such stock. I was like, oh, I wonder why. And then it was because it had dropped so fast so quickly. So that does happen with equities. And I think that that's kind of what they're doing here. This is going to be such a major transaction that I, they're going to have to stop it because there could be it. It's just not a um, it's not conducive to fair trading would be my reasoning for why they do this uh, and it's china does things their own way so I, I don't know what their thought process is but i've seen that before with different individual equities where the trading is halted uh, okay an oil spill off the coast of california is estimated to contain 126,000 gallons of oil the oil came from a processing platform operated by houston-based amplify energy shares of amplify energy are down 64.87 percent in pre-market trading Okay, that is a lot. Um, so sorry to hear that. Um, not just for Amplify, but also for, you know, I guess the the ocean and, and for all the, the dominoes that that's going to, you know, domino effect that that's going to take place. That ticker is AMPY, if you guys want to do your own research on that. 
I went ahead and added it to my watch list just because, I mean, 64%, I think right now it's only about 40, 41% down because um, that 64% was in pre-market. But yeah, I'm going to watch it. It's only at about $3, so it's technically considered a penny stock. Anything under $5 is considered a penny stock. So I'm going to watch it. I think that would be an interesting situation after all the lawsuits happen. Uh, not saying it's a it's a great investment, but it's definitely something to watch. You can sort of see how accidents with a company, especially with oil, how it affects their their trade value and their stock price over you know twelve to eighteen months. Okay, here is the big news of the day: Democrats delayed a vote on a one point five trillion infrastructure bill has looked for ways to scale back a larger $3.5 trillion social infrastructure bill. House Speaker Pelosi set a new deadline for the vote on the $1.5 trillion bill by October 31st. Okay, so this is, this is why I'm... This is my assumption as to why the market is down today. We don't have any... It's almost like... Um, and you guys know you guys got in trouble. Say say one of your parents caught you lying, right? And you and you're like eight years old. And say you so your mom catches you lying and she's like, Well, you better tell your dad. You have twenty four hours to tell your dad. And you don't want to do it. You're like, No, I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. And she and you know that if she tells him, you're gonna get in way more trouble. This is how I view this. So instead of voting on it last week like they were supposed to, they just pushed the vote back. So it's like you waiting to the very last minute of that 24 hours to tell your dad, like it's not good, right? Like that's obviously probably by that time, your mom's already told your dad because she's annoyed that you didn't do it. So obviously your punishment's going to be worse. This is similar to that. Them pushing it back causes temporary stress on the stock market because we don't know what's going to happen. Why would we pump money into the stock market knowing that, as a unit, as a as a country, we can't pay back our bills. So it's it's a frustrating situation. And, you know, obviously in this in this case, it's more than just the debt ceiling. It's also the infrastructure bill. So three point five trillion dollars. They don't need to just up the debt ceiling by, you know, one billion. It's they have to do it by trillions because of this this infrastructure bill that the, the Democrats want to propose. And again, guys, I have no, I have no standing politically with this podcast. I'm here to make money and help you guys invest your money. That's that's my thought process, and give you guys the knowledge to be able to do it yourself. Because you don't need someone like me. You do not need a financial advisor or an investment manager. You do not. But for those people who don't want to do it themselves, that's why I'm here. So people like uh, physicians or small business owners or uh, people who got a large inheritance for example that's it's a that's about the the group of people that I work with and not I'm not closing it off to that but those are the people that I tend to work with cuz they don't want to manage their own money they're way too busy doing other things you know living their life they have uh, basically white collar jobs uh, they don't have time to manage their money so that's what I'm there for uh, but I firmly believe that anybody can do this themselves and do it really really well and financial advisors will tell you different they will tell you, yeah, you need me. I'm, I'm an expert. Listen, if you, if me, your mother, Warren Buffett, your grandma, if anybody tells you they know what the stock market's going to do 
or that they can make you such and such percent, I would run away as fast as possible because nobody knows what's going to happen and they are full of you know what, okay? Uh, so just that's my belief is that you can do it yourself. Um, I got off on a tangent there. Let's see what else do we have. Uh, let's see. Okay. Yeah, let's let's talk about the China trade strategy. So this is kind of the big story that I put together today. Um, if you guys know Trump and China, Trump put a lot of restrictions on China because they weren't playing fair. And Biden was always very uh, opposed to, basically the Democrats are very opposed to Trump's strategy. Well, listen to this story and see how opposed they really are. The Biden administration intends to announce a reset of the U.S. trade strategy with China later today. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai will deliver a speech declaring that an extensive review found China is not meeting its commitments under the Phase 1 trade deal negotiated by the Trump administration. The announcement will lay the groundwork for the White House to keep Trump-era tariffs in place while weighing punitive actions. In her speech, Tai will lay out the Biden administration's China trade strategy. She is expected to emphasize that the U.S. must enforce the phase, the phase one trade agreement and will raise broader policy concerns with China. In that deal, China pledged to buy at least $200 billion more U.S. goods and services over 2020 and 2021 compared to 2017. However, as of August, China had only reached 62% of that target. Based on U.S. export data compiled by the Peterson Institute for International Economics, Tai will also announce that the U.S. will reopen a process for the U.S. companies to seek exemptions from punitive tariffs. Let's see. Is that it? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I've got my notes all mixed up. The administration will not pursue phase two negotiations over Beijing's state subsidies and other structural issues. The U.S. trade representative will also pursue a viral meeting with China's vice premier, Liu. Uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> China's vice premier, Liu He, to discuss the phase one trade deal. She did not rule out the use of new tariffs to push China to meet its trade commitments. Okay, so really, what does all that mean? China and the U.S. do not really get along. Uh, they tr Well, they get along behind closed doors because there's money to be made in public. Can't really like the things that China does morally, but business-wise, they're pretty good at the business side of stuff, at least as a uh, from the top down, not very much from the down up. But the Biden administration is trying to put the hammer down, which we like. We want that. We want China to play fair and... I don't know if they will. They don't really have to do anything. But we will uh, We will see uh, how that goes. But keep in mind, guys, keep in mind that the China and the U.S. need each other. They need each other. So for at least the time being, there's not going to be any real uh, Cold War action going on. Uh, there should be only good business practices. So we, we will be hopeful for that. But stay tuned, guys. I have Money in the Mirror coming up next. That happens once a month. Uh, it's going to be a good episode. So as always, invest early, invest often. I will see you later.